Thursday night, 8 p.m. You know what that means. It's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast taken live to the airwaves, folks, because we got wrestling to talk about. We got a Mount Rushmore to talk about how people are being used. And if there's even a need for NXT anymore these days, all that and a whole lot more. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast starts right now. doing folks it's thursday night you know what that means your big gold bell wrestling podcast is here to talk some wrestling and all kinds of other stuff because who knows what we might get into in the next hour but we're glad you're with us here tonight got two chains up on the top to my left there and the giant crab jamal there to the right joining me for tonight's show how's it going gentlemen Good to see some familiar faces tonight. Cause we have the we have the we very much have the rotating cast week to week. It seems on the show here. Lord knows I won't be around for the next two weeks. So who who knows what the the next few weeks will entail? But we are here tonight for season three, episode twenty four, with. Some, I think we have a very wide variety of stuff to get into tonight because we're going we're gonna to touch on some big picture things like the Mount Rushmore of NXT that uh, Fox, uh, the WWE Fox account threw out there this week. That's kind of a very interesting topic. With the, It makes me think back to the different eras of NXT and how we've had a few. There's been a few. So yeah. we're going to get into that in a bit. We're going to talk about Jade Cargill and what she's up to or her uh, lack of what she seems to be up to at the moment and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. So buckle in, folks. A fun hour coming up with your Big Old Belt Wrestling podcast. Two James, yeah. you were at wondering about uh, the latest episode of Dark Side of the Ring before we went on the air, I think. Yeah. Also, too, uh, and, and, and uh, transparency of absence next week. I'll be at San Diego Comic Con for whatever that's going to be worth with the the, the SAG strike happening. Ooh, um, that's right. I, you that might not be much of going on there other than us of cosplaying or something. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be really back to the basics. Going to be back to comics. Um, but if things are to go as planned. If things were to go as planned, um, there was going to be opportunities to talk to the to the uh, once again talk to the cast of Hills Hills season two coming on Stars. Mm. Um, I already reviewed it. That's available on the channel now. Interviews are on the channel now. And when I did my review, I did my review before the trailer had even dropped. I had got the season that early. Um, but I'm going to say this right now because now that the second trailer is out. Um, you all big wrestling fans, folks, uh, will be, you'll have a great time. Um, not only because the season is good, um, and I could say so much about the cast and what they brought to, uh, this season and what as a wrestling fan you'll get from this season. Uh, but for the, the diehards, you, you obviously, you know, punk is, uh, a, a, a season regular, uh, but you got tons of cameos of a lot of your other favorites involved and one being AJ Lee. Another being a person that Jamal has asked, where has she been? And I'm starting to think that every single time a prominent person is missing from television, they are certainly on somebody in front of somebody's camera doing something. That's Serena Deed. So ah. um, if you're if you're looking for good cameos, uh, I mean, you're just looking good for good drama within the world of professional wrestling. That also does exist in this world. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to give too much away. But there's definitely um, we 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 start to see when WCW got big, and Uh-oh. that becomes an aspect uh, in the later part of this season. So uh, a lot of fun with with Hill season two. Totally check that out. Let me get that release date for when it starts. 
think it's uh, like the beyond, last week of July it starts. It now, is. Yeah, like it is. Let me get that date really quick. Gonna gotta make sure you promote it right. Um, yeah, <laughs> Hills is returning July 28th, Friday at midnight, as they usually do on stars. So check that out. It is a it's a really, really good season. Can't wait for to see what season three. But yeah, I had opportunities for that. We'll see what happens with that. Um, there will be um, Mattel will be there, so you know the folks involved with um, um Barbie, with the, the WWE, yeah. Well, Barbie certainly Barbie's the hottest movie of the year right now, just in my opinion. Um, but um, the, the folks involved with the toy brand, I uh, will also be there with WWE. Uh, Headlock Comics will be there in terms of, of wrestling content, my man. Uh, Mike is, is, is always doing his thing, definitely will stop by there. And then it was something else, which Samoa Joe will be there for Twisted, Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal, yes. Yeah. Uh, which... Everyone's got these outside projects going on right now. There is a lot of wrestling stuff t- turning up in other avenues, which is fun mm-hmm. to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, San Diego is going to be a lot of fun. And that's, San Diego still will be a lot of fun next week. But with the SAG strike, a lot of the content I was really looking forward to um, to presenting uh may not be so available but yeah definitely support the other wrestling vendors as i mentioned mike kingston uh, at headlock comics he'll be in booth uh, 1901 uh he's my guy uh but beyond just being a good person uh the comics are amazing he always has a star-studded cast alongside of him at his booth i think he has um jamal's favorite in dan housing um i think <laughs> why do you Cody- why do you hate me <laughs> Brody King should be there, I think. Um, Commander El Hijo del Vikingo will be there, and uh, Dolph Ziggler. So, yeah, definitely stop doing do that. But, um, yeah, Will Dark Side of the Ring. I had not watched it this week. Get back on, on track here. Uh, t- talk about it. Did you like it? Give a little bit of reaction. And do I need to go out the way and watch it as soon as we've done recording? What's the deal with this week's episode? Yeah, without the spoilers and getting all into details, this week's episode is Adrian Adonis. So, for, something for the older folks since Adrian passed away in the 80s when he was trying to make a comeback. So, we're talking the 80s era and the 70s, but it was a pretty darn good episode. Adrian Adonis has a very uh he has a guy, he's definitely a guy who has different phases to his career. He originally starts out as very much like a tough guy enforcer in wrestling. Brought up in Buffalo, definitely uh some mob connections, you know, was an enforcer for the for the for the for the groups up there, had some gang dealings and stuff. Has one of his old buddies from the neighborhood on there who very much gets into detail about, yeah, if we needed to go, you know, get some money from some folks, Adrian is who we brought along with us because he was the big dude who just, as soon as people saw him, it's like, yeah, okay, here you go, here you go, here's cash, no problem, you know. So, guy who was like an enforcer who then like went through a whole change in the WWF with the expansion where Vince takes him and goes, you know what, we're going to change up this whole New York leather biker thing you got going on, <laughs> and we're going to make you a pretty boy. And we're going to lean into the idea of, you know, in the 80s, if you did a gay gimmick, that was heat. That was easy heat. Different time, different place. So he plays that totally different than who he is in real life, but makes it work. And then tragically dies in a car accident. And they go into that. It's a gnarly darn uh, wreck that happened to him. It took a couple of people's lives and he was in the midst of trying to make a comeback when that happened. So typical 80s story in that, you know, there's a lot of drugs involved. Bret Hart is very casual and very open about hanging out with Adrian Adonis back in the day and who was there and what they were doing. <laughs> it makes for a, an entertaining episode in parts, but there's definitely, you know, it's not dark side without a, uh, some tragedy and some, yeah. uh, odd stuff in there. So if you're into the older stuff and the character you might not necessarily know, definitely check it out. I mean, it's a good one. It's a good one. I was really happy with it. So that's my thoughts on Dark Side of the Ring this week. Okay. We'll have to see. There you go. There you go. So let's get into, uh, I guess, uh, Fox's uh, WWE account. Got this whole thing going this week. This whole discussion about the NXT Mount Rushmore. Which, yeah. I tell you, it... It came out of nowhere. It's very much one of those like, you know, social media topics where it's just like, oh, we need something to talk about today. Boom. NXT Mount Rushmore. But it immediately like got me thinking like, okay, we got 2.0 era 
We got black and gold era. We got the era before that where it wasn't on the network, which I guess would be kind of like the early era, or I don't know, I guess the 1.0, and that wouldn't be 1.0, I don't know, I guess the genesis of NXT when it first started out. But when you look at it as a whole, a Mount Rushmore of NXT could cover a whole lot of ground. So I had already gotten the idea of like, you know, I came, I kind of went with my immediate gut reaction and was like, okay, these are the four people that kind of like jump out to me. And I posted it online. And of course, immediately people would be like, oh, what, what about, you know, so what about that? What about that? Of course, a lot of people wanted to do like, you know, well, you should, there needs to be a women's one, a men's one, a tag team. I'm like, no, 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 no. I think no. you do a Mount Rushmore. It's Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Four people. It should <laughs> be four, four people. And that's it. And it should cover all bases of, you know, NXT. So I'll throw mine out first to get the ball rolling here. And then we can go from there. But my immediate thought was, Seth Rollins, as you know, the first champion there, first like kind of guy they like when they rebranded from the prior NXT reality show to the new look NXT. So my thought was Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, as one of the first real red hot baby faces there that they had who carried that early era before the network and was there at the tail at the very beginning of the network launching and everything and it becoming a weekly show that more people could see. And then for my last two, I went with Bailey and Sasha Banks because I think they're kind of linked together. And also I'm looking at them as products of that system of NXT. I had a lot of people telling me, you got to have Asuka in there. And I was like, no doubt Asuka did a lot. But Asuka was kind of a ready-made person they plugged in, in my mind. She wasn't an NXT creation. So I was looking at it like that in my head. But I was there's a lot of ways you can go with that. That's the four I came up with. Who wants to jump in here with some ideas on this or their own? Who should be in instead in place of? Let's, let's get this comment real quick. So Myron Kids says Finn, Johnny Gargano, Seth, and Braun Breaker. You're going all the way up to 2.0. Okay. Yeah. Not LeBron, but Braun Breaker. <laughs> <laughs> respect, respect. Um, Jamal, you? Um, when I think about NXT and the era that I liked the most, um, it's got to be that 2015 to 2017 uh, era of NXT. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to say, you know, who was, and, and again, the same reason why like Asuka would be so easy to put on there is why I don't think I can, because it's not like, NXT made her right. She was already who she was when she got there. And did she really need to go to NXT in the first place? It's not like she had to adapt to the WWE style from when she came over from Japan. Kevin, Kevin Owens is the same way. Uh, I don't think that he had like much more to adapt from when he came over from ring of honor. Now, obviously maybe that's why they deserve to be on there. Maybe that's that's why you would put them on there because they came in, they kicked ass, and they left, which is the point. So, long story short, my four, uh, I already know who, who number one is. I mean, that's not even close. But the other three, I gotta go with Bailey, okay, Alexa Bliss, and Bo, Bo Dallas, and 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 I mean, obviously number one. It doesn't even matter. Like there is no NXT without Eva Marie. <laughs> I knew you'd have Bo Dallas in there. I forgot about Eva Marie, though. The oh, greatest how could heel I forget our girl in, oh, in the last god. 25 years. Oh my god. Hey, so so I know folks are talking about there needs to be a tag team one, but can a tag team be on Mount Rushmore? Is the sure. question. Yeah. Sure. Because without a one doubt, act. one act without without a doubt, for me, Alpha Academy or or American Alpha, excuse me, is on this list. Okay. I think we across the board agree. Bailey, NST Brooklyn may still be Brooklyn and Brooklyn too. May be That's the a top ten event all time for me. All time of wrestling, all, all time. time of wrestling. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm going to go and 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 like yeah. Granted, there are folks that didn't need NXT, but I'm talking about what these folks did for NXT. And so, yes, I right. go with Alpha Academy. I keep saying Alpha Academy. American Alpha, uh, J- Jordan and uh, Gable. 
Um, I go with uh, Bailey. And then I go with Bobby Roode. Um, and then I uh, go with Sinsuke Nakamura. Uh, I just think about presentation. I think about interest. I think about the elevation of what these folks did for events. I think about title reigns, obviously, with 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 uh, Sinsuke. And I just think that um, even when they prom- were promoted from out of NXT, did they ever still have that same thunder? And I think it was like a perfect place at the right time. And I think it had a lot to do with what they, how they were able to just cultivate that all the audiences with NXT and just made it must watch. I mean, there was definitely a period where we were like NXT takeovers is easily the must watch pay-per-view. I don't yeah, know what's even coming on the next day. Was a must-watch pay-per-view. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's happening the next day, but I'm out of town. Right. <laughs> so, um, and I just think about the folks that made it must watch. I mean, again, Bobby Roode, who I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of, uh, in, in uh, keep saying NXT and uh, TNA, but he came there and I was like, he figured it out. Since Ken Nakamura, there's a learning curve, which Jamal, I do not agree with you. I think it's easy to say these folks were established in other places, but to learn the WWE system isn't just a carbon cut copy for everybody. And I think we'll talk about it in the next topic, but I think that, um, I think that, yeah, NXT is definitely a learning curve for these folks, no matter how polished you are from around the world. And then last thing is with American Alpha, have they ever had a bad match together? And, like, we get it, the Revival or FTR, probably the best tag team in the world. And I think we still can arguably still say that now. So it's, it's, it's a given that we know how good they are. But to hang with the best should be noted. And I think that's why I look at American Alpha, where these folks were putting on a clinic with the best tag team in the world and, and arguably anybody that they threw together. They were they were putting on the show, and I just think that you know when you looked at the tag team division back then, you saw American Alpha match. He's like, oh, they opening up with that. This this pay per view is coming in hot, and then certainly they deliver each and every time. Yeah, see, this is where I got to push back because I think that guys like Nakamura, um, uh, Kevin Owens, Oscar, uh, um, uh, Finn Balor, um, I don't see how they elevated NXT and that NXT grew with them. Like what, when they left, what did NXT retain from them being there? And, and that's kind of why it's hard for me to put them on the Mount Rushmore, because when I think of NXT, I don't necessarily think of those guys because NXT being the type of program that it is, you know, this developmental uh, type of thing, I didn't really see the development. If you already came in there at if not a top level reaching the top level because yeah. basically it wasn't like they were first round draft picks and the only reason why they're in the g league is to get their reps in so they can go to the main roster and that's really what it was <laughs> yeah until the, when, until folks didn't want to go to the main roster but that was a different problem but that's not my concern <laughs> but 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 either way the, the idea if if it were a different time and everything flowed naturally uh, you know, we would have just seen them move up and move on. It, it wasn't supposed to be the mainstay. You weren't supposed to have guys like Tommaso Ciampa going, hey, oh, no, I ain't going to the main roster. Why would I do that? <laughs> I got a house in Florida. I'm good. Yeah, interesting how we've all avoided that era in our thing. All of us are sticking to a much earlier era, pre the Adam Cole, uh, Undisputed, Tommaso and Gargano takeover right. things where like, the, they the, became the, the centerpiece. Super, the super indie. In and it's yeah, not yeah. that they weren't good. It's just that how can I put you at the, the Mount Rushmore when you didn't really help build the thing? And that's okay. even like why the Mount Rushmore itself, even though, yes, it was built at a time. So Obama couldn't have been on it because, you know, the time. But these were the four. These were the founding fathers of the thing, which is why I yeah. say uh, when you look at the maturation of Alexa Bliss, she is not who she is without NXT. When you look at the um, the maturation of Bailey or Sasha Banks, but since there's only one spot, I got to pick one of them. And I'm picking Bailey. Uh, you know, she grew out of that one gimmick um, out of NXT. Uh, you know, even Marie, you know, was able to do something in an unprecedented level for what it's worth. She was able to do something on an unprecedented level that we really haven't seen since in wrestling. Watch the tape. 
And you talk about the marks being worked. I haven't seen somebody worked that hard Except in a Nia very Jax. long time. Except for Nia Jax. That's got probably the second close that's, coming of nuclear heat. <laughs> that's that, but that's different though. I mean, I the think guy they, we're going to talk about next might be in that category, but everyone seems to be in on the joke with Dom. But we'll talk about him a little later in the show. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that is kind of the thing where it's like, who are the well, the four pillars of NXT? Who are the ones that built uh, NXT? Who so, are so, the ones that made it to where it is? And that's why we kind of all stick in that 2015 to 2017 range in general. Hold on, so hold on. Let's let's, 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 let's quick time out here. So. When you say Mount Rushmore to me, typically that's that's a testament to who were the greatest of all time. No. When, when you say pillars, no. I also I have a different opinion about that. Those that's, not what Rush, that's not what my, why Mount Rushmore is, though. Mount Rushmore was built for the founding fathers of the country. Fair. It, fair, it wasn't fair. necessarily the greatest per se. Yeah. It wasn't somebody's you know vision of who what great is. It's like, no, check the books. These four guys... These were flashpoints, and if you watch Spider Verse, these are canon events <laughs> in the history. Yeah, but you, you, but you, you know what, folks? I mean, and, and I'm guilty of it, folks. The misconception that when you say Mount Rushmore, you say the greatest of all time. You never That's say well, for. who who were the founding fathers. You say who is the Mount Rushmore of the NBA, and LeBron James' name goes up there. Which, in fact, that that can't be possible when you. But when you, to your logic, you say somebody like. Allen Iverson, who changed right. the point guard position, or Steph Curry. It would have to be changed... something, somebody that brought that was that fundamentally brought the change yeah. and pivoted uh, the event or, or the activity in the direction after they came. Yeah. So yes, you know, you could say LeBron is one of the greatest, and whatever, you know, cool. There's a case to be made there, but the Mount Rushmore, if you were to build a monument on stolen Indian land. <laughs> who do you put? Who do you carve as the face yeah. that represents the four the, the pillars of uh, this event? And whether or not it's somebody that is there yesterday, because none of us. Well, I mean, Braun Breaker, sure, whatever. But if Braun died, if Braun Breaker died tomorrow, what would his everlasting legacy on NXT be? Yeah, he was the person who 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 carried NXT 2.0. And th- and and that could be that that could be well and good. That, that's fine. I'm not going to debate that. Is he top four in the pantheon of NXT for what he brought to the game? Okay, so. No. How about this real quick? One person who is the greatest of all time out of NXT. That's not fair. And this is why the GOAT argument is the stupidest goddamn thing that has ever come out of out of. Well, it's, uh, your yes, it's your opinion here. It's your opinion. No, I mean, this is the thing. It's unquantifiable. Because Braun Breaker wasn't fighting, you know, Demon Balor. Uh, you know, <laughs> seriously. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, Chase U wasn't going up against uh, the, um, uh, what the hell was that thing called? The Ascension yes. when they were big. <laughs> yeah. How about the, how about the VOD villains? <laughs> what about, how about those? the VOD villains? Man, I forgot the VOD villains. <laughs> how about the VOD villains? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's this. my thing. And I'm, and I'm not saying that, that this isn't taking like, uh, you know, a, a dump on what's the happening now because again, that NXT now 2.0 isn't what it was. Um, yeah. you know, when well, we were wanna, doing the takeover, so I don't want to get too technical. I just, I'm just trying to throw out a name, like, okay, so fine. And when you, whether you want to say the greatest of all time or your personal favorite one person of NXT through all the eras, who's the one person that made NXT worthwhile for you, whether you were buying a ticket or whether you were turning on to a PLE, who was the one person? When you when you think or say NXT that this person is the first person that jumps out to you, Dusty Rhodes. It's fair. How about backbone you? Backbone of the whole thing. I mean, I, I think some people could make the argument that Dusty and Triple H should be on the damn Rus- Mount Rushmore, probably. I oh. mean, realistically, if if we were to make an NXT hundred dollar bill, Dusty would be on the hundred dollar bill. Triple H would be on the fifty. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm still going with Bailey. No, I think fair Bailey, enough. Ba- think Bailey is probably one of the best answers, just because. She was so beloved in full sale. She's a product of their system. Like she checks all the boxes of just, she had that, that unique energy in NXT that made NXT special when it, everything was clicking down there, when it, you know, when it became a network property and it was like, whoa, this is different than the other shows. This all yeah. feels different. It has like, you know, a different energy to it. And she was a key part of that. So yeah. it, it really, I, the more I think of it, it's probably Bailey. Yeah. 
Bo Dallas was such a good time. Bo Dallas is the best John Cena uh, in a while. (laughs) (laughs) What an amazing gimmick that we were all waiting for in the main roster. And, well, Well, we got to talk about our next topic. (laughs) (laughs) That just made me think. No no one picked them. No one said anything about Bray Wyatt. The Wyatts, the early days, because they were that, that whole pre-network era of NXT, like that one year before the network comes out, where it existed, but it was only available like overseas and like on Hulu. So <laughs> this, with the, the era of Seth Rollins as champ and the Wyatts and yeah, that, that's how Ray black and, FCW NXT yeah. type of a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. if you were down in Tampa watching on Bright House Sports Network, then you already know <laughs> what it is. Yeah, that was yeah, a long yeah. time ago. That was a that's not, that definitely seems like another era. That's like when we were t- starting out. I was thinking it's like okay, there's the early era before the network. Then you have like the network launch and that time period. I think up to the undisputed era arrives that we all kind of fell in. Then you got the undisputed Johnny Gargano Champa like logjam that lasted a few years, pretty much up to COVID, and then 2.0. To me, that's like the four eras of right. like NXT. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh-huh. what up jc cowboys network what is <laughs> do we good? do any of us know who the jc cowboys network is i do actually what's what's going on that is uh, a, a a good friend of mine's husband it's, it's it's dope to see you come through man appreciate the love awesome awesome should we jump to our uh break being we're almost kind of at the half and then come back and talk about uh the indie spotlight and jump into topic number two yeah, sure. Let's do it. Feel like that time. Let's, Let's do, do it, it that way. All right, yeah. folks, stay with us. Halftime coming up, and we'll be back with the indie spotlight. And then we're going to talk about Dom Mysterio. And is NXT even really necessary? Along oh, with some yeah. other stuff. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back after this. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is with you. Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? Then you need to check out Big Gold Belt Media. We're the ultimate destination for all things entertainment and media with the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash biggoldbelt. Join the Big Gold Belt media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow us on all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just a casual like some people, Big Gold Belt media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com. Thanks for being with us, folks, on this fine Thursday night. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast is glad you're here. And when we come back from halftime, we like to check out what's going on with the indies. So here's Giant Grab with the Indie Wrestling Spotlight. Yep. Uh, so next week, because uh, this week is... He's just a uh, triple mania going down in Mexico. Uh, you know, next week uh, we have death before dishonor and Trenton. And because of that really quickly, uh, we have a bit of breaking news. Uh, this is uh, Tony Khan did tweet this out just before we started at eight o'clock, but it says uh, due to an injury reported this week, Mark Briscoe would not be cleared to wrestle at death before dishonor next Friday, the 21st. Uh, we wish him the best in his recovery. Uh, Cesaro is on a training sabbatical to prepare for blood and guts on Wednesday at dynamite, which is in Boston. Uh, and his championship defense at Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view on Friday. We will address Claudio's pay-per-view title challenger next week, following the highly anticipated Blood of Guts event on TBS. Uh, again, everyone at AEW and Ring of Honor is wishing Mark Briscoe the very best in his injury recovery. So, um, interesting a bit of news to see who they're going to pull out of the, of the weeds to um, to have a match with Cesaro at um, Death Before Dishonor in Trenton. So, you know... Stay tuned. Some card subject to change. <laughs> but for the indie spotlight, we're going to fast forward another week uh, to July 23rd. It's Prestige Wrestling presents All Rise in Ashbury Park, New Jersey. You know, the beautiful, you know, Jersey Shore, you know, Ashbury Park. This is at 
It's Sunday, July 23rd, 7 to 10 p.m. at the House of Independence, 572 Cookman Avenue in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Now, if you've been, you know where the venue is. It's about three blocks from the New Jersey Transit Station. So super easy to get to if you're in Newark or New York City or you know anywhere in between you got to transfer. But, you know, Asbury Park, you know, it's it's not the biggest place in the world. You you will definitely find it. But it's a good it looks like an interesting matchup. Interesting card. Uh, I'm you know really excited. Uh, but for a couple of things, Kevin Blackwood versus Malachi Black should be fun. Alex Shelley versus uh, Jonathan Gresham should be fun. Oh. Mackie Ito versus Trisha Dora should be much fun. So it's all going down at uh, House of Independence, July 23rd. It's Prestige Wrestling making their East Coast return, presenting All Rise at the House of Independence, 572 Cookman Avenue, Ashbury Park, New Jersey. That's Sunday, July 23rd, uh, 7 p.m. So you have um, Death Before Dishonor in Trenton. You have Collision, which is the next night on Saturday in Newark at the Provincial Center. Then you have Prestige Wrestling. And uh, on that Sunday, July 23rd in Asbury Park, you can get your tickets at prestigewrestling.net or you can check them out on the Twitter machine, you know, at prestige, at wrestle prestige. And that's the indie spotlight for this week. Awesome. Awesome. That Alex Shelley, John Gresham match. That's that got my, fun. That got my attention. Of course, Trisha Dora on the show, too. So lots mm-hmm. of our uh, favorites that we've seen pass through the area yep. going through up there. So. Hmm, definitely an interesting car there from Prestige. So we were just talking about NXT. We're gonna switch gear. Yeah, hold on. Get in here. Get in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me get this super chat in really quick. Uh, man, first of all, before I even read that one, I appreciate you definitely coming through. Um, and then we got the super chat. Uh, keep up the good work, fellas. Much, much appreciated. And folks, definitely step over to JC. JC Cowboys Network, probably one of the fastest YouTube channels I've seen really grow over. I, I ain't gonna say over the years, over the even the year, but over like the last few months. Uh, where obviously by title, you know, there's a lot of love for the Cowboys, but also um, a lot of well rounded perspectives about uh, the state of the Cowboys nation. Um, you're talking about you, you're talking about recruits coming in, you're talking about folks being used, you're talking about things to come. Um, I enjoy it. Is there as why as well? Ugh, can't even talk. There's so much football talk out there, and there's a lot of folks wanting to be Stephen A. Smith. I like when somebody just gets in there and they talk passionate and they like to just talk their talk, got their own identity, their own flow, and that's what you get over at JC Cowboys Network. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that you all see that in the in our description below. Give them a follow and uh, go through and see what the Cowboys talk about. And if you ain't digging with the Cowboys, then go over there and hate because he's going to shut it down. <laughs> fair, fair warning. <laughs> see what happens when you drop a super chat, folks? You get like some promotion here all of a sudden, just out of nowhere on the big old belt wrestling It's podcast. just what it is. You know, if we ain't have a hard hour, you know, I can talk. I would already just plug it just because. But I don't want, it. I don't want Will in the chat like, dude, we got an hour. We got to be out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good we playing fast and loose tonight we having some fun it's hot and it's summertime why not so yeah. we were talking about nxt and lord knows a lot of people go through the nxt system to get ready for the main roster hell it's something we just talked about people who like did were developed in nxt or that they just needed some fine tuning in nxt and the difference with all that now we got dominic mysterio well let me jump in there real quick Let's also identify the folks who have been signed to WWE who did not go through NXT. Before we start okay. having folks jumping around, let's talk about the folks that were signed that never went through. And that is one AJ Styles, which uh-huh. <laughs> AJ. Jump the line. Jump the line. <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, people had their thoughts about that. And we obviously can talk about it in a second. And then another was Dominic Mysterio, who was green as day being brought into WWE. Uh, but everybody else that we've named, Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura, mm-hmm. Oscar, Bobby Roode. I mean, these folks that are seasoned. I mean, uh, LA, LA Knight, <laughs> these folks that been around. Keith Lee, it, it goes on and on. Alistair Black, all of these folks who have put in the work either in the indies or in other promotions have all been through NXT except for AJ Styles and Dominic Mysterio. I just want to make sure that we establish what what are we saying when we bring up Dominic Mysterio is that 
Him and AJ are the only folks that we know to be in WWE <laughs> that did not touch NXT here. Go ahead, Will. All right. So with that said, I think you make a good point because Lord knows Dom had a very uh, bumpy first uh, year and a half or so. Just yeah. hanging out with his dad, being tag team partners and doing the whole father-son thing. And I figure that's a big part of the reason why he got to skip NXT is he came as a package deal. Where it's like, we're going to be put you up with your dad and it's going to be a father-son thing. And, you know, you got you have a bigger story. You're not just a solo act that we're bringing in. We're, you know, in a lot of ways, it was the Mysterio family, especially Listen. the way that everything played out there. So I think that's we, part of the deal. We don't know Rey Mysterio personal. But by Conan's story at the Hall of Fame, we know that he has it in his blood of knowing how to negotiate. And I could imagine Ray saying, well, if you want me around. <laughs> I do know NXT. <laughs> I'm going to need my son to be real close to me real quick. So, right. yeah, I'm pretty sure that was very thick in the contract negotiations. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, Ray's going to have some leverage as long yeah. as he's been around. Of course, he was coming in a. Uh, out of Lucha Underground, of course, off that first appearance in the main event of the first All In, so he 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 definitely had some leverage there to probably get a Dominic's foot in the door with him. As Dominic was was I don't think he had been training up with Lance Storm. I think mm. part of that whole whole deal. I think early on, but mm. I could be wrong about that. But he he definitely we know he was he was looking to get in the business. So mm. he did skip NXT. You are very right about that. Now, I'm sure he was probably hanging around NXT on his off days, but he didn't have to do TV, do the whole system, that whole deal. I guess, so what's the thought here? Is Should more people be able to do this, is what you're thinking? Or, or should this be more of a regular thing, so it's not just so limited to AJ Styles and uh, Dominic Mysterio? What, what are we getting at here? All right, so, because it's a... Uh, uh, uh... The other topic that's really been at hand here, we obviously not going to talk about, is the Judgment Day. And there's 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 the topic of who's benefited the most. And, you know, everybody has their thoughts about that. Probably a discussion for another day. But Dominic, when you, when, you, when you talk about Dominic, you say he is the hottest heel in pro wrestling right now. This guy is drawing major heat everywhere he goes. Um, he's been working this gimmick all the way back until last year um and it doesn't look like it's slowing down and so with that being said you know with, with all the praise for him i i thought that well that well that's interesting because this is a guy a product of wwe who didn't have to go to nxt who worked this gimmick work reworked this gimmick with judgment day and is working typically a skill that a lot of folks who have been through nxt have struggled to figure out getting to the main roster. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh you have to give a lot of uh, love to his father in being there and giving him that on on job um internship <laughs> the entire time. Um and the wrestling has come along. Absolutely Probably kind of cringy to look back at some of some of the the spots before, but it, it's kind of come along. He's definitely got more polished. But with that being said, while this is a success story, almost an anomaly, if you want to if you want to say, um, you folks definitely do need to go through NXT. There's a lot of reasons. There's uh, cultural reasons, and I, when I say cultural, I mean like coming into WWE, working the WWE system, learning to operate the cameras, learning. You know the, the the ways of WWE in ways that a lot of the typical fans aren't even considering. You have to go there and you get acclimated. You're not going to have a father as a WWE Hall of Famer and legend like Raymond said. Everyone's not going to have that. We also don't want to set the precedence that privilege with that is a means of success for everybody. This is definitely an anomaly. It does not always work. Um, and granted, you could go back and say Cody who didn't go through NST, but his dad was right there. It took a long time for Cody to get some steam on the main roster with a dad that was right there the entire time. So it doesn't always work. But this just happened to be one of the anomalies that did work. And I just think that maybe the right place at the right time, because as hot as Dominic has been, Rey Mysterio has been nuclear hot <laughs> as a babyface in all aspects of what you need for WWE. And not just in the ring, 
for promotional work. You're talking about the Hall of Fame. You're talking about the video game. You're talking about commercials. Rey Mysterio was the face of WWE outside of Roman Reigns for everything they need to do marketing-wise. And he just happens to be teaching his son on the way. And his son was taking that and flipping it around in the other way. Now Dom is like the face of negativity in terms of working the crowd, <laughs> working the audience, and getting heat no matter where he goes. And that's something truly special. Yeah, I can I can agree with pretty much all that. I think most people are gonna need at the minimum, if they're coming in with a ton of experience, they need that, they're gonna need that short run through NXT to at least give them, you know, to get acclimated, to get the system down, to get the whole like feel of stuff. Because Lord knows WWE has their like the way they like to do things. That ain't gonna change. So you gotta fit into that system and NXT is pretty much the best opportunity you're going to have to do that as opposed to like getting thrown in the sink or swim situation of, all right, here you go. You're on raw now, figure it out. <laughs> Better yeah. get to it. You know, not too many people are going to be able to do that. So uh, any thoughts crab on this whole deal? It's like, we got some. Yeah. The screen just absolutely dives. That's Somalian internet, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> So I, what I will say real quick before the uh, you know, internet goes out again is, yes, I do think the NXT is it's necessary. It's more than necessary. But I do think that there are those that are TV ready already. Um, you know, talking about the Mount Rushmore thing, which like I can't put Kevin Owens there. I can't put Sami Zayn there, Balor, Nakamura, Bobby Roode there because they already came in, you know, ready to go. You know, and that's kind of the thing is that, like, should they have gone there in the first place? And you could argue, maybe, maybe not. You know, I, I don't think it's not that, like, Owens had to go to NXT because what what did he change in his gimmick? What did Sami Zayn change in his gimmick? Um, what did, uh, you know, Bobby Roode, you know, change in his, what does Johnny Nitro change? His, I mean, and so on and so forth. So it's not like they came there to hone their craft and get WWE ready when, that's not necessarily that they needed to do. So I, I think that some people, you know, for example, if Adam Cole, you know, were to come in from AEW, he ain't going to NXT. It doesn't make sense for him to. Cody came back. He wasn't going to NXT. It doesn't make sense for him to. These guys are main roster ready in advance. Now with the whole NIL thing, and you have people still coming in from the indies and all of the gymnasts and tumblers that they want to hire. Uh, yes, send them there. Get yeah. coach them up. But realistically, you know, I, I think the NXT uh, is a thing for those that aren't quite polished yet for, uh, you know, for the, uh, the big stage of the main roster. But then again, Hit Row exists. So I don't, who really knows? <laughs> <laughs> some people might need more nxt that, that, that will always be an issue but that that's also a thing too it should be there as like a um developmental tool so that if you get stale on the main roster you can come back but reinvent <sighs> yourself and reinvent yeah. yourself baron corbin yep and no that doubt. i mean i've been i've been i've been again We've been saying that for a year I, absolutely and it is working to the t you talk right. about Ziggler, you're talking about Apollo, Apollo Cruz. Cruz, yeah, um, Mustafa Ali, yeah, it's working, and yeah. I don't find it to be a demotion, sort of say, yeah, as you mentioned, baseball folks go back to AAA, especially coming off an of injury, to get it back right and to get back into game shape. Yeah, it should be the same thing. When you go to AAA, no one says like, oh, he's not good, he's trash, <laughs> oh, he's he's done. It's like no, he's yeah. putting in the work. Because you 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 can't you can't technically be off work when you're employed full time. You have to go down there and figure out a way to be game ready when you can't actually play in the game just yet. And it's working. And and honestly, uh, it's about time. And going back to some of our older shows, I said this is what I suspected the moment Triple H took over. The moment that we found out Triple H was not going to have anything to do with NXT and Shawn Michaels were, and the moment we knew that they were, obviously we know the history of those two, we said the continuity is going to go across the board. This was the hiccup that we had with Vince McMahon and NXT because they didn't see eye to eye. This is definitely it. This is definitely like a, it's an agreement that they understand that that's your talent, but let me get back, let me bring them back here. Let me get them polished. 
We'll send it back up. Sean's probably like, let me keep this person a little bit longer. Let me keep working on them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I can get the next person ready. And it just keeps going and going and going. And everybody eats. Right. I can't believe it. But once I tweeted it, I am back a Baron Corbin fan. It is working. It is working. Wow. Yes. Tell us what I have stuff to say about that piece here. He'd be, he'd be backing me on that one, too. <laughs> Bring EC3 back. Oh, oh okay. he's uh, going for the NWA title, I heard. So I think he's busy. <laughs> he's got a match with old Brodus apparently coming up. So yeah. ugh, that's a whole nother thing. Let's switch gears. Let's switch gears. Let's get out of NXT. Let's go over to AEW because you you brought this one up too, James. So I want to hear where you're coming from with this. Jay Cargill. And what's going on with Jay Cargill these days since I guess, you know, she, she lost the streak. She lost the title. And doesn't seem to be much going on there as at lately. So you you have the the question of what to do with Jay Cargill. So 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 throw it at me. What what, what are you thinking here with this topic? I'm not going to answer the question. I'm giving it to you all. All I'm going to say is I've been shouting from the bottom of my lungs that Jade is the biggest star in AEW, and whether you agree with that or not, she feels it and she knows it. And the moment she dropped the title. I'm pretty sure she had a conversation with some of her good old peers in uh, Trinity and uh, Mercedes and realized that, yeah, wrestling's great. It absolutely can open up doors. It absolutely can elevate a brand. But the world is so much bigger than just this. So her not having anything to do in wrestling, okay, <laughs> that's how she feel. And as we know, by way of the prophet Big Swole, we all knew there was going to be a problem here because she already told us. So the question to you all is, if you do bring her back in wrestling, what do you do? But ultimately, as it stands right now, what is your thoughts about her with no enthusiasm to come back into the ring as of yet? So the so I hate to answer a question with a question, but does AEW need a hard roster split. Now, the reason why I ask that is because if you do bring people back, where do you put them? Because it seems to be that AEW still has the problem of too many people and not enough TV time. Because I'm still seeing the same 12-ish faces on Dynamite. I'm seeing a, you know, a different six or seven faces on on a Collision mm-hmm. and Rampage happens, I guess. And then there's the paywall of honor, which is whatever happens behind there stays behind there. Now, the the roster is deep, pretty damn deep. And there still only seems to be room for, you know, the same major players in their revolving storylines. And then, of course, you pick up a couple guys from New Japan. You know, maybe there's an indie guy that comes in and has you know, like a, a showcase match or something. Uh, Nick Wayne got his uh, his. Finally got his uh, time to shine, um, you know, last night. School's out. Where, where's the room? Because they have, they, they gave, they gained two whole damn hours. <laughs> How many pack. women's matches did they gain? <laughs> One more. One well, more. Those, those two yeah. hours were all the folks that were in the, the, ten, the detention center. So now they're out. So, right. So you, so you gave it designated to them. <laughs> right. So that's, so that's kind of like, that's the, that's really the way it feels. So the question really is, Let's say Jay comes back. Where does she go? Does she, I mean, like, what do you do with her? Bye. And that's, Bye. <laughs> oh, right, and that's unfortunate. Now, now, this is what I would do. I would make uh, Dynamite the A show, Collision the B show. They work in tandem together. Collision Smackdown, basically. Uh, I would make Rampage the Ring of Honor show. Because <laughs> it is. <laughs> it, it needs to be. And Ring of Honor behind the paywall of honor because for whatever reason Warner Brothers doesn't want it. It's dark. It's not dark. It, it's it is Ring of Honor. But unfortunately, the only way to sell that thing is to do it via Rampage. A hard roster split. You know, you you can work out the logistics later. But the bottom line is is that there needs to be a a place for people to go. And you know, I understand having a sabbatical and all this other stuff. But the problem with Jade wasn't necessarily like we saw that she was making gains in the ring. We saw that, um, you know, that she was, you know, doing her. But every time that she got something off the ground herself, 
they would run with it for a, for a week and then it would just fall apart. Yeah, all her so, matches were like squash matches, and that was not by design. No, that was, that's just no. what the system is. Oh, let, me read this, let me read this comment real quick. Myron Kid says, uh, Rampage needs to be canceled, Collision Dynamite needs to be two brands further. Uh, agreeing with, with, with what you just said. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't necessarily think that Rampage needs to be canceled because, believe it or not, uh, Rampage is far outperforming whatever the hell they would have at Friday at 11 o'clock on <laughs> TNT. Because when you think of television and you think of what do I need to watch on Friday night at 11 p.m., and a damn sure ain't TNT. So <laughs> now that Rampage is a thing for them, um, it is absolutely killing it. You know, b- believe it or not, Rampage is top two or three shows in that time slot on all of cable. So Rampage yeah. will never go away uh, unless Warner Brothers decides to do a thing because they are still $3 billion in the red. That's a different problem. I do think, though, is that it's not just Jade. It's not just Layla Hirsch. It's not just Deeb. It's not just all of the women in general. But the same thing could be said about Miro. The same thing could be said about Andrade. The same, well, the same can be said about Scorpio Scott. Where do you put them in well, a meaningful way? Well, let's 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 answer some of your questions. You do have some very um, pivotal things there. Number one, Jade in her absence and the way how she's talking is going to land her at the bad boys table. Okay, which equals you end up in detention again. Yes, because that's that's essentially everybody you named was essentially anybody who spoke out about issues with booking or placement. They got sent to the bad boys table. Yeah, Scorpio's uh, guy got injured, and that's a that's a different problem. Let, let me throw a question out here real quick. Do you think they ended her streak and her title reign with any plan whatsoever for how they're gonna follow that up? Hell no. No, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> the only hell reason no. why I went so long is because Statlander got hurt. Because we that's already knew point. what that was. Yeah, so okay. they were just they were literally waiting for Statlander to come back so that Drake can drop the belt. Yeah. What is this? You know, that that's that's a joke. And, and I'm not and, saying that they they could have done anything other than what they did and still have Statlander win in the interim. But the fact that they just put nope, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna put it on pause and we're gonna just gonna run with it. Uh, either way, they gained two hours of television time <laughs> and they've gained one or two more matches <laughs> for the ladies. God damn. Yeah. And you can't and even get the YouTube money now. You can't get those dark matches. Yeah, yeah. listen, listen. I just want to say because like Warner Warner Bros. Discovery is like being slander on a whole nother level of things recently. And I, I, I honestly, and I just will keep saying it that they just don't value wrestling. That's just all it is. It's programming. Yes, it works. It fills in the slot, but it's not a true machine behind their investment with this. And if it was. It'd be noticeably different in the marketing for all things Warner Brother Discovery executive marketing. You see the things they care about. Uh, DC, uh, you. Uh, you. Well, they you care see- about the things they own. <laughs> well, I mean, like, really? I mean, that's, well, that's well, what it is. Well, well, yeah, well, yeah, yes and no, because they also care about the stuff that they also are distributing, like, you know, the stuff that's being sold to Netflix. Like, they do care about that stuff too. They care about the stuff that's making them money. They care about the stuff that is amongst their priorities. You hear, um, you hear about the actions. You see the movements. You know, it's not speculating. When you say like, "Where is um, uh, Westworld? Where is Insecure? Where is uh, 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 Sandman?" These things that this is, we don't know what to do with them because we're in the hole, but we're going to make an action with this. Hey, Netflix. Come talk to us. We'll we'll make the deal happen. And I say all that to say that there's always so many speculative uh, uh, rumors about what Warner Bros. Discovery's involvement with with NXT, with AEW is, but yet there's never no verbal communication ever on the table about it. So the pay-per-views that they're talking about, until I see it, I doubt it. And I'm not expecting to see that at any given time. And then the, the, the extra hours of television, I don't think they had a plan for it. I think there was a, probably an agreement that there was some money brought to the table and they say, all right, hell, we well, well, this is what do something. This is what Warner Brother does know. What they do know is that somebody, some for some damn reason, watches this goofy shit called wrestling. <laughs> That's exactly that <laughs> That's all they know. Exactly. That's exactly what they mean. You put it on at 11 o'clock, 300,000 people are watching this bullshit. All right, cool. Yeah. Let it ride. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that rampage ain't going nowhere. 
fuck out. <laughs> we're right. Shark Week. That's our next thing. Right. We're Shark Week with Jason Momoa this year. <laughs> now, the thing is, is that unfortunately, uh, you know, each fandom can't really get outside of their own bubble because if push comes to shove, and it will in March because March Madness is a thing, it will in, uh, you know, this October because the baseball playoffs are a thing on TBS. Um, the NHL playoffs uh, or NHL regular season on TNT. Oh, no, we're going to give Dynamite into another thing. They didn't give a fuck about that when it came to some live sports. <laughs> yeah, because well, live sports is always going to be king over period. wrestling. Going to bump it every time. Always. Hold on, quick comments real quick. 6 8 Jake says Warner Bros. Discovery is a mess right now. We got Myron, a kid, coming back saying, did y'all see AEW getting a new deal and an increase from Warner Bros. Discoveries when TV talks were over? Question marks. We all know that WWE is definitely getting a billion. Um, Yeah, every other streaming service, as we know, when you're talking about Paramount Plus, when you talk about mm-hmm. Peacock, yes, they have their flagship shows, but the big thing that's bringing in them dollars is live sports. If Warner right. Brothers Discovery was going to do something with live sports, they would have made it. First of all, they would have made a play at the Sunday ticket. That's where they would have easily jumped out and said, we, we need some parts of that. And they would have looked at what else is available. Soccer. I think soccer's good. Uh, soccer's on Apple TV. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, I think soccer is claimed across the board. Yeah. Uh, baseball is claimed across the board. Yeah. Uh, every, every, almost everything is pretty much. Yeah. they. I mean, again, they would have made a play. We would have heard them as a very uh, viable uh, bidder for uh, the Sunday ticket. But, which but that's YouTube also the thing, too. Bought. How can you be a viable bidder? Bitter? When you're three billion dollars in the hole, <laughs> the money ain't now, there to bid. Now we all got credit cards and stuff like that. You know the checks is going to be coming. Yeah, I got a bill due in a week. Three billion dollars with a B. Money laundering. Oh my well, God. somebody's hey, moving something. Well, something. since we talked, since we mentioned this earlier, you mentioned a second ago too, James. A little rumor that started going around today. If we're talking AEW, switch switch it up here for these last couple minutes. The rumor that they made me move in because of WB interest into the idea of we gotta do more pay per views. We need to have some more shows. Now, talking about money, since they in the U.S. have to put those shows on Bleacher Report, WBD does get a taste of that money. So. Do you think the deal, that could be part of the deal here? Like, we need some more cash coming in, so you can't be doing just four or five shows a year. We need a seven or eight, or as is rumored, possibly they go to a monthly model. But I, I don't know. Like I said, none of that is confirmed, but that story broke today. But do you think it could be as simple as that, that Warner Brothers is like, you want to stay in our good graces, we need some more revenue coming in, and we think pay-per-view may be the way to do it. Honestly, if that was true, I also think that Warner Brothers Discovery would say bring HBO Boxing back. Boxing's getting bigger. There's still an avenue available for it. I think they would have made a play there before they would have said, hey, uh, that that wacky wrestling stuff. Uh, we don't know what you actually do, but whatever you do, do more of it. I, I just can't We're giving you two co- hours on Saturday night. A boardroom conversation somewhere in Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, we don't know what this shit is, uh, but what we do know is is that people, half a million people watch it every time it comes on. Yeah. So do more of that, please. Yeah, <laughs> so quick, and then quickly change the subject and say, hey, did you hear cocaine was it was in the White House? Like, Man, what? How did Biden do that? <laughs> <laughs> and you, <laughs> so, so what's next on our earnings call? <laughs> right. <laughs> like somebody said doing- it because they had to say it, but did they actually care? Hell no. Here's the weird thing about that idea, though, because they gave them Saturday night. You know, now they're going to have Saturday night prime time every darn week, except when sports gets in the way, which will become a big damn thing soon All enough. That's going to be a problem. Let yeah, TNT get college football. Oh, God. They'll be like, well, collision is preempted until January. Right. <laughs> every it's year. Not coming, it's not – collision ain't coming back until uh, after, the, like, the, um, the uh, Dollar Tree Bowl. Right. <laughs> yeah. Pun intended. Collision and scheduling here. Uh, check out Collision as soon as you leave Sunday service, Sunday morning at 11 p.m. Wait, a.m. Wait, wait. So you mean they're going to bump Querflow Dollar for a Collision? I don't think I don't see that happening. I don't see it happening. That's Joel Osteen time. He ain't, he ain't giving that up. Oh, my nobody God. Yeah, nobody nah, messing that Joel Osteen. Nah, he, ain't, he ain't giving that up. <laughs> but but to your question about the pay-per-views, how many pay-per-views do you think is enough because realistically for the uh, the way that 
AEW's booked, I think that they're kind of hitting their ceiling anyway because they do the four pay-per-views. They do five. the specialty Dynamites, and they give that away for free. Yeah, and then they do the um, the big pay-per-view for uh, New Japan. That's that's going to happen. Yeah. Right. So, And then they do Battle of the Belts, which is another specialty show. Yeah. So we have five definite pay-per-views. God only knows what All In is going to be. Um, and if that's a pay-per-view, that's six. I doubt if – and people are saying, like, well, I don't want to have to pay twice. I don't think All In is going to be uh, a pay-per-view. I think it's going to be something else. Um, or it's not going to be a pay-per-view in the U.S. Because that would be we know, we know by now week. if it was. I think if there was because they they have to block out time for that. Uh, collision is Saturday night at eight p.m. <laughs> so what is Saturday night prime time? That's uh, Saturday night at eight p.m., which is early enough to get out of the way for UFC. No, so so that it can not. it's it's not because UFC shifts earlier depending on their time zone. Oh really? And they also and they also have prelims. Then the they have the undercard. And then yep. they have the thing. UFC night is claimed when they have a big pay-per-view. And again, oh. boxing is getting bigger and bigger. I think this got to be Boston's biggest, most lucrative year. And that also makes Saturday nights even more uh, dangerous and competitive. So, and Don't this, forget WWE once a month. <laughs> yep. And CW Sports can get college football, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of random alias channels that, that, that get in there uh, and, and get it. So... I don't know. I, and honestly, I don't have an answer for what to do with Collision, but I will say this. I just really don't see Warner Brothers Discovery really giving the rat's ass about more content just no. yet. I think they have bigger fish to fry. And not, and not, and, and, and to, to, to do more programming would also, yes, it could bring in more income, but it also is a measure of money going out as well, too, which goes back to Jamal's point of how, how much is it? What was that? Three how billion, much are they in hold? Oh, three billion dollars. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, but so like I, the last and the last thing is I think I do think that um that's gonna be interesting to see where that comes into uh once as Warner Brothers invest more in AEW, how will they take a more hands-on approach to the product? How will that re, uh, be relevant to the people that you see in the storylines and the stories that they can tell? How will that help grow the brand? Now, Warner Brothers owns a lot of things in a lot of different pots all over the world. And we really haven't seen that cross-pollination in a very long time in a major, major way. Uh, yes, the Rick and Morty Halloween special AEW Dynamite thing or... <laughs> Uh, putting DraftKings on the mat or whatever. But the Flash came out. Did AEW do a thing for that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Again, I said it earlier, the biggest movie, and I know our time is up, the biggest movie right now of the year is Barbie. Who is the studio company behind Barbie? Paramount? Sir. It's Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah. And Barbie has marketed beyond any movie I've seen in the last five years. It's everywhere. Marketing is, is up there like with Deadpool. The marketing yeah. is impeccable. They, and they Barbie, ain't doing nothing with they ain't doing nothing with any of those women on that show. Hell, who was at the premiere this week? Liv Morgan. You telling know? you now, if they hanging cared, with Margot Robbie. Barbie you know? would have showed up <laughs> at AEW, or somebody would have came out in all pink and they would have plugged it because that's what Barbie's doing right now. It, so that that tells me the level of investment it just isn't there. Good point. That's my case. But but then also I think it's to your point where maybe Warner Brothers really doesn't know wrestling as much as they as much as they think they do because uh, they're leaving so much money on the table by not having wrestling uh, you know by, by the fact that we're not seeing AEW everywhere that we think that they should be Mortal Kombat uh, one is coming out we should be seeing AEW characters as DLC in there yeah but then again maybe that's a property thing because they don't own AEW they distribute it. Don't matter. They don't owe Amazon either. And guess who's showing up on that? Homelander. So I mean, no, I mean, no, I mean look, if, if Sony and Disney can work, make it work, anything's possible. Yeah. There's money to like be that. made. And that's kind yeah. of a point. Uh, you, if, if you want to see that's the only way that you'll grow the brand because you're not going to get more people to watch. Because everybody that wants to watch is already watching. You need yeah. to grow the brand organically outside of that. Uh, and we've seen that that's eh. And my last statement, and my last statement is, I'm pretty sure Jade 
is right now thinking exactly what we're thinking right now. They're not going to get it for me, so I got to go get my own bag. And Barbie better be in Mortal Kombat 1. DLC. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Honestly, God, why not? <laughs> all right, folks. This was a fun one. We were kind of all over the place fun show. with the topics. Fun show. Fun show. Yes, indeed. That's what you get with your big old belt wrestling podcast, folks. Thursday nights, 8 p.m. right here on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the social media platforms. We're up on the, the threads, but I don't think you can put a stream on the threads yet. But the big old belt handle has been claimed. So big old belt right. on all your social media <laughs> platforms to check in with stuff. You're going to want to be following that with uh, two James adventures at the San Diego comic-con. So make sure you follow big gold belt and also make sure you follow BigGoldBelt.com, the website version for to keep up with all the stuff that's going to be happening in San Diego and whatever stuff is going on. But yeah. Thursday nights, we are here each and every week, 8 PM. And then on Fridays, the podcast version drops. So whether you want the audio or the video, your big old belt wrestling podcast has you covered. Thanks for tuning in folks. We will see you next week. And until then check out some wrestling, get ready for Barbie. It's coming out in a week. So <laughs> you gotta get ready for that. So Barbie, you know, Barbie double feature. Let's get it. Let's there get you go. It. Reviews there next go. week. Let's go. <laughs> there you go. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you later.